Hi, welcome to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women who struggle with binge and comfort eating come to break free from comfort and binge eating once and for all so that they can have more energy, lose weight, and free up time to do the things that are important to them. So today we are talking about how to keep from beating yourself up. And I wanted to do this after the three-part series because at the end of the day, none of us is perfect, all right? We're not going to eat perfectly. In fact, how do you even know whether or not you've eaten quote unquote perfectly, right? So health really is on a spectrum. And there's so many different variables that let us know how we're doing in terms of our health, everything from blood work, to biomarkers, to how we feel. And so, granted, I mean, given the fact that we have so many different variables, and at the end of the day, what's really important is how we feel. What even is perfection? You know, and that's really a great place to start because a lot of times we get into this all or nothing thinking or we try to follow, you know, particular rules and We try to, you know, hold ourselves to these really, these standards that are way too rigid or that are arbitrary, (laughs) you know, and sometimes we don't really stop to think about why we're holding ourselves to that kind of standard. And you know, what is our end goal at the end of the day? For some of us, it's weight loss, sure. But that's not true of everyone. For some people, um, you know, for many of my listeners aren't in a place where they need to lose weight. They just struggle with food. They maybe they use it for emotional comfort or they have a habit of, there are a lot of different reasons why someone might want to address a relationship with food aside from just simply weight loss. And so, you know, each and every one of us has to look at, at the end of the day, what are our motivations and what is our our intention behind trying to uphold impeccable um, standards that are, that do not, something about expectations I'm trying to say, and I can't think of the words, but I think you understand what I'm getting at. So unrealistic, that's (laughs) unrealistic expectations. Okay. So what we're going to talk about is how to keep from beating yourself up when you don't meet whatever arbitrary standards, you know, or maybe it's a standard that you know, you do want to uphold eventually but you're having a hard time giving yourself some grace, you know, or maybe you feel like you know what to do, but you can't get yourself to do it sometimes, or you feel out of control when it comes to saying no to food distractions. But when you give in, you feel guilty and ashamed, you know? So on the other hand, you might say F it and give in. You might tell yourself you've been good or you haven't eaten that much today. So you quote unquote deserve a reward. And so you go to the other end of the spectrum right? And I've been there. And, you know, this is a cycle that can really keep us 
from ultimately really getting what we want in life, you know, and that could be weight loss or it could be getting out of, you know, um, a relationship that's really not working. It could be going after a dream job, you know, or starting a business. And the reason is because when we keep going back to the food, what we're really doing is we're going back to safety. We're going back to our comfort zone over and over and over again. And so we can't step into the next version of ourselves when we are sabotaging ourselves by eating and contracting and going back to food over and over again. All right. And then it only makes it worse when we start to beat ourselves up about it um, because this perpetuates the cycle. So if you want to have the courage to face these moments and get through them without eating, keep listening. Um, I know that you want to feel proud of how you eat and handle uncomfortable emotions because you know that the key to success in any area of life is to get out of your comfort zone. There's basically two shifts that I want you to make in your thinking when it comes to beating yourself up. You know, those moments when we're looking at ourselves and we're thinking, I can't believe I just did that again. Why do I keep doing this? So on and so forth. And you know, depending on where you are in your journey, the language could be very toxic to yourself. You know, I remember times um, early on when I would just talk to myself horribly, you know, you're a loser, you're pathetic, you're disgusting. Um, you're never going to release this weight. And so just notice that when we're beating ourselves up, what is it doing in that moment? You know, what is it really, how is it benefiting us to beat ourselves up in that moment? How is it actually moving us forward or putting us in a place of learning? And one amazing question to ask yourself, if you catch yourself beating yourself up, is to ask yourself, you know, what do I gain? By beating myself up. And this was a huge, huge question for me when I first started to understand the, the way my brain works and how we are reward-based beings. So we don't do anything unless we get a reward for it. And I know that that sounds funny because you're probably wondering, well, how I don't gain, I don't get any reward from beating myself up. But have you ever considered that the way that we learn is by getting some type of payoff for everything? Now, this could be an emotional payoff. This could be confirmation predicting, you know, what you already know from your past. This could be chemical. And because of the brain-based aspect of it, it is, um, there is some chemical involvement. Now, you know, I'll share from my own life that when I asked myself, like, what do I gain from beating myself up? And I realized that it, it fed me the chemicals that were associated with shame and guilt. And growing up very religious, uh, fundamentalist Baptist, this 
was very familiar for me. You know, the state of being ashamed and feeling guilty was very, very familiar to me, at least the way that I was raised. I don't think everyone had that experience. I just want to, you know, make that disclaimer um, growing up Baptist. But for me, um, the way that I experienced my religion when I was growing up was that something was wrong with me. I was born bad, you know, and then I couldn't even control my behaviors. And so it was just like confirmation of the idea that I was bad, that I was just born that way. And that inherently was just a bad, you know, and so this belief was confirmed by everything in my life. Like basically my entire life was me looking for reasons why I was bad. And I wasn't always this way. Okay. As a child, um, I had experiences that over time I reinforced them. And so it was like, you know, in my twenties and thirties where it really showed up, but I digress. Um, so what I want you to think about is, you know, what, do you gain by beating yourself up? Because this question, when you ask yourself this question um, openly with real genuine curiosity, you'll discover just how powerful it can be for you. Because we can start to uncover blind spots. Okay. And So I've really implied the first step, which is to recognize it, right? When you recognize yourself beating yourself up, because that's the first step of everything is always awareness. So step one is to recognize it. Step two is when you recognize it, that you're beating yourself up, Really, the next step is to to stop it <laughs> right right there because it's a habit. All right. So this is the next point that I want to make is that it is literally just a habit. Everything that we do, we're in the habit of doing. We're habit based beings. And so when you're when you notice that you're beating yourself up and you keep beating yourself up when you notice it. Now that you're aware of it, it's, it's a choice. All right. So you're making the choice to perpetuate beating yourself up at that point. Now there's a reason why we keep choosing it, which is where that question comes in. You know, why would we keep making ourselves feel bad? It's because we get some payoff for it. I hope this is making sense. So step one, recognize that you're beating yourself up. Step two, do a pattern interrupt. Tell yourself, stop it. Um, Stand up wherever you're seated and, you know, say your name out loud. Lisa, stop it. And then what I want you to do is shift to self-compassion. Now, Now, if you're anything like I used to be, you might be thinking that if you give yourself grace, if you give yourself compassion in moments when you've overeaten, when you've chosen in a way that didn't align with your values or that made you feel 
um, not the way that you want to feel. A lot of people believe that when they give themselves self-compassion in these moments, what they're doing is rewarding the behavior. But actually, research has shown that you're much more likely to let go of destructive, self-sabotaging behaviors when you extend self-compassion to yourself. Now, this is a long-term strategy, okay? I'm not saying that you should expect that this is going to, you know, you're going to give yourself self-compassion and then all of a sudden you're never going to overeat ever again. Um, I've said a couple episodes ago, like I still have moments when I overeat. It's not about the food. It has everything to do with how you're thinking, how you're feeling, who you're being. So like, for example, when I was in a 12-step program, I remember one member talking about the idea that when they were spiritually fit, which is a concept that you read about in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which is the big, you know, the major text for all 12-step programs and, or the basis for them. And he talked about um, being spiritually fit and how that was a daily choice. All right. And of course it does, it becomes a habit as well. So once you habituate things, then you don't have to like consciously make the choice anymore. But I also find that when I wake up in the morning and I make a conscious choice that I'm going to, you know, I set my intention at the beginning of the day for how I'm going to be in that day. So it might be that I'm being peaceful or it might be that I'm being of service, but I do every single day, try to make a choice of how I'm going to show up into the world, you know? And what's beautiful about life is that we, you know, like Buddha said, we were reborn every single day. I love that, you know? So every day really is a fresh start. The thing is, when we're beating ourselves up, if the first thing you do in the morning is you start beating yourself up for what you ate the night before, then what are, how, what, foot are you setting, starting off on for the day? And so, you know, it's not a matter of what, what the foods are or this one choice, you know, that was out of alignment for you, but it's a matter of how are you responding to that? How are you learning from it and growing from it? And it's, so all that has to do with who you're being. So, you know, we talked about Um, in the previous episode, part three of the last series that we just did, how many of us are working backwards. In fact, the majority of us are, because that's how we've been taught and conditioned in society. So if you're like most people who struggle with binge eating, chances are you've tried to change your food, change the way you eat, change your eating behaviors, eat more vegetables, eat less um, fatty foods or less fast food or, you know, processed foods, or you've tried to do something differently. You've tried to do something differently. That's where I wanted to put the emphasis. 
and it's working backwards. And if you look back over the years of trying to change your eating, you probably already know that, you know, that that doesn't work. And so where we need to start is, you know, who or how am I being when I am working toward change in my eating habits and when I'm making my choices and when I'm responding to imperfection? Because it's all part of the process. It's never about being perfect. And so when you think about, you know, people who have achieved a great success in any area of life, any area what at all, and you ask them, you know, did you do it perfectly? Did you have mistakes? Did you have failures? What do immediately, you probably already know the answer to that. And they're going to talk about the fact that they failed over and over and over and over and over again, but they were committed. And, you know, so we we're really um, in the habit of beating ourselves up. And we, you know, one of the biggest mistakes we make is thinking that if we extend self-compassion to ourselves, that that's actually going to slow us down when really it's the opposite of that. It actually supercharges our learning because when we're giving ourselves self-compassion, we can get into the state of curiosity and growth. So that's the first shift, you know, um, So there's another shift that I want you to make. And this is, again, around this idea of, you know, what do we gain by beating ourselves up? And you might, as you start to put this into practice, you might start to find yourself really wanting to return to beating yourself up. And that's totally normal because what this is, is it's really attachment. And we get, we become attached to behaviors because it helps us to confirm what is familiar to us, confirm what we've done before. So that predictability that our brain likes, um, when we start to do something different or new, that's uncomfortable. And so we want to revert back to the old way. And this is simply attachment. So the lesson here is surrender, which we've talked about before as well. You have to let go. And unless we can let go, we can't grow. So this is all coming from pillar three of the embodiment method. Now, a lot of people find that they can do what we're talking about, you know, for a few weeks and then find themselves back in the old pattern. Your brain, again, is just trying to keep the status quo. And In the embodiment method, my clients learn to create the habit of self-compassion, all right? Because everything is habit, okay? And this is one of the biggest ahas that people have when they they realize how their attachments actually perpetuate the cycle. So what you can do 
is next time you catch yourself beating yourself up, immediately say, stop out loud or to yourself. And if it helps, you can, you can picture a stop sign or a brick wall, which is something that I used to do. And then, and this is the important part, shift your focus to self-compassion. All right. Now, if you're not, if you're not quite there, if you can't quite get to self-compassion, then you can focus on doing a task or you can maybe think about a pleasant memory. Honestly, it doesn't matter what you shift your focus to. It only matters that you break the pattern. And now I've heard some, some people say, but I don't want to be distracted. It's not a matter of distracting yourself. It's a matter of training your brain to think constructively. All right, because I'm being repetitive <laughs> for a reason. Beating yourself up is a habit. All right, so whether you realize it or not, every single day you're already training your brain. Are you going to train it to support you? Or are you going to train it? to sabotage you. So it's your choice. So let's go ahead and wrap up. Today, we talked about uh, pillar three of the embodiment method, mastery of self-control. We talked about how to stop beating yourself up by saying, uh, first, recognizing that you're doing it. Next, pattern interrupt, saying stop it. You can clap your hands, say your name, stand up, do something physical in the moment. Shift your focus to something else. And work towards shifting your focus to self-compassion. All right, so that's your three steps. And eventually your brain will move on from beating yourself up. You know, I promise you, if you're vigilant and you're patient and you don't stop after it doesn't work for the first few days or weeks, it's all about repetition and allowing yourself the time and the grace to change. Okay, So keep at it. Um, If you have any ahas from this episode, um, hit me up on Instagram, DM me. Love to hear how it's going for you. And I will catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashandi Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.